0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Welcome to the Rinkside Rundown podcast, your ultimate destination for all things women's hockey with your host, Chris Sinclair, a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Rinkside Rundown podcast. Today, I am joined by Rachel McQuigg a graduate of Princeton University and current member of PWHL Ottawa. Rachel, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, Before we get into everything, off-air, we were talking a little bit about practice, how that was today. Walk me through, what was it like to hit, do a, I I believe you mentioned there was a, a workout and then... You hit the, the the ice, and you were the only goaltender today in practice. What was that like?
1: It was good. It was a lot of fun, um, but it was definitely a lot of reps after a tough workout this morning. So I'm gonna have to take care of myself tonight.
0: <laughs> what was the what was the uh, focus for the workout this morning?
1: Um, it was it was kind of circuit based. I would say circuit power. Um, so move move weight quickly push some sleds, ride a bike, you know, that type of stuff. It was fun. I like those types of workouts, but um, they're definitely a beggar right before a tough practice.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, you know, I saw you uh, spending a lot of time with uh, Pierre Gru today. Um, What was it like to be able to spend some time with him? uh, Maybe gain some insights from him. What were some of the things, you know, that you were able to share about those conversations that you were having with him?
1: Yeah, I'm very fortunate to get to work with Pierre in general, and um, I'm definitely spoiled this week with some more one-on-one time with my goalie partners away. Um, We were working on just recovering quickly to rebounds, tracking pucks off your body, off the end wall, things like that. Um, And it's nice when you're the only goalie because you can kind of slow it down and discuss things a bit more and um, get a few extra reps in. So it was good.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and we're going to get into a little bit more of your uh, goalie career in just a little bit. But I always like to start things off. Thank you for sharing, by the way. I always like to start things off right back at the beginning. So you were born in Bowmanville, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, I was actually uh, raised in Lanark, Ontario. So, really? I, Yeah, absolutely. So I've actually first of all, know exactly where Bowmanville is. Secondly, have driven through it and enjoyed it multiple times as mm-hmm. I went on my way to uh, specifically Trent University to visit friends. So I know exactly every time I can vividly remember yep. <laughs> driving through Bowmanville, Ontario. So like it was, I, I saw that and I was like, this is, this is incredible. What was it, you know, what was it like uh, growing up in Bowmanville? And, and what was it about? you know, was, were sports, um, in general, something that was big in your family?
1: Yeah. Um, Bowmanville was our home base for the last 24 years. And we actually just sold our house there and we've moved out towards Ottawa. So Ottawa is definitely starting to feel more like home, but, um, Bowmanville did my family very well. We we got a lot out of the community there. We were um, very involved in hockey. Before hockey, we did kind of dance and gymnastics. But then the three of us grew up in the Clarington Flames organization. And um, we were very fortunate with the coaches and the people we were surrounded by with there. And then moved to Whitby when we were playing. What was the end of your question? Oh, big in our family. Obviously, yes. Um yeah, my two younger sisters also play hockey. They're both at Clarkson now, but growing up, it was awesome. Um, I mean, you you don't get to this level without being super competitive. So you can imagine with three young competitive girls that the house was kind of crazy at times, but it was a ton of fun.
0: That's fantastic. So could you like maybe give let's take this opportunity to celebrate your your sisters as well. Like could you tell us a little bit more about their careers how like how are they doing in Clarkson
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely they're actually this year is really great for them they're ranked number three I believe this week um Brooke is the captain she's in her grad year and Kirsten's a senior and I've I played against them in college and it was really awesome at the beginning of this year to get to visit as a fan and watch them as a fan. Cause I, you didn't get a lot of time to do that growing up cause we were all on different teams and it, I'm just so proud of them. Like I, I strive to be more like them every day. They're so well respected on their teams and they have different roles within the team, but you can tell like their teammates go to them with things and they have so much grace and patience and they care so much. And let alone their skill on the ice, how they are as teammates is something I really admire. And I'm really proud of them for that reason.
0: Oh, I love, I love that. And I love knowing that their, their, their career is continuing and, and now, and we'll get into it in a little bit, but with the PWHL, I hope that, that that's something that uh, now they'll be able to strive towards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I mean you kind of answered this but like what what made you get into get into hockey and then more specifically in my apologies for not mentioning it off the top but like what was it about goaltending that you kind of like gravitated towards or or that hooked you
1: Yeah um why we started playing hockey I don't remember exactly um I I think my dad always just had it on the TV and Um, my uncles played hockey and my mom was an athlete growing up. So like sports were already something like very inherent to our family. And I think, well, my parents would have off days on Mondays. And that was when there was public skating at the local rinks. And so we were skating as soon as we could walk. So it was kind of just a natural step to start playing hockey. When, um, I started having an interest in athletics at a young age. And I mentioned, I did gymnastics. And so when I tried hockey, I was like a bit overwhelmed. And when I tried goalie, I could do the splits and no one could raise the puck because we were so young. And so I did pretty well at it. And I just never, never went back. I think I played half a year of House League as a player. I've never scored a goal in a game. And yeah, I've been a goalie ever since. So,
0: okay. So let's, uh, before I forget to ask, let's talk about the uh, more about the impact that uh, something like gymnastics had on your career.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, I definitely had to figure out how to catch the puck at some point once everyone could raise it. But um, after that, I think gymnastics in general is known for like giving you a really great base of athleticism. And I think that still benefits me. Um, I wish I could have done it for longer, but when you get so competitive at it, you start like bumping up how many hours you're in the gym and it started really conflicting with hockey. So I had to choose and I went with hockey. I love the team atmosphere, but I think the flexibility was like a natural benefit when I became a goalie and same with the strength based stuff too.
0: Do you, do you, are there ever moments where you kind of wish that you had stuck with gymnastics as opposed to hockey?
1: No, I think hockey's just brought so much, so much fortunate experiences to my life and my family's life. I like absolutely no regrets. I, I think, I think I wish I had kept like maybe working on some of the skills and things like that, but I don't know. Like, I just, I'm so grateful for what I've gotten um, through hockey.
0: What have been some of your favorite memories as you've, um, you know, continued your goaltending career? What are some of those things that stand out to you?
1: Um, I think just the teams I've been on. I, I grew up, I had the same coach for like eight years and it was pretty much the same group of girls on the team. It was from, they call them different age group names now, but it was from novice until I believe Bantam. And then he retired from coaching our team. And then um, I moved to Whitby a season or two after that. And just the coaches and the girls on these teams have always been so welcoming and so helpful. And um, I'm very grateful for the people I got to meet through it. And then Princeton obviously was a phenomenal experience and I have still can't believe I was fortunate enough to be able to do that. Um, But yeah, those are definitely some, some of the people I think are always what I remember and appreciate most.
0: Well, you've set me up with the perfect segue because now I want to talk a little bit more about your collegiate career. Um, So during your time with the Princeton uh, Tigers, where you played in 61 games over four seasons and, oh, by the way, this is the part of the show that I kind of, like, pump your tires and, and <laughs> celebrate you. So, brace yourself. This is uh, this is either incredibly awesome or super <laughs> uncomfortable for someone. Um, but over your four seasons there, you amassed a record of 29, 22, and 8, which uh, also includes two assists. So, uh, congratulations on that. A 1.18 goals against a 9.33 uh, save percentage along with uh, brace yourself 1494 saves all that ranks you second in goals against and save percentage and eighth in saves in team history so I don't know if you knew that um, but now you do uh in your last season with the Tigers you also were named to the 2022 first team all Ivy league team and the 2022. E-C-A-A, A-E-C-A-C, all academic team. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I know that this isn't always an easy thing to ask, but hearing those stats, like, I mean, what does that feel or what does that, what kind of emotions come to to mind? How does it feel to know the impact you had on, uh, you know, with that club, um, as well as, uh, you know, during your collegiate career?
1: good question and thank you thank you for the kind words i appreciate them i think um definitely pride um like some nostalgia and a lot of gratefulness like especially as a goalie you don't do any of that without the help of the people in front of you and i was very fortunate to play on some incredible teams that broke program records so i think like it definitely wasn't like I definitely wouldn't have gotten there without the girls that I was fortunate enough to play with. Um, and yeah, I guess it almost mostly nostalgia. I miss, I miss that program. I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful for the time I had there and I don't know if I would choose to go back right now, but I think, I think I got a ton out of my college experience and I, I'm very grateful, um, for my time there. Yeah.
0: And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Durant Barristers. Durant Barristers is a proud supporter of women's sports and is an inaugural sponsor of the Ringside Rundown podcast. Durant Barristers provides legal services for athletes, coaches, officials, administrators, and sports associations of all sizes, from minor associations to national sports organizations and professional sports environments. We routinely assist with safe sport complaints investigations, anti-doping, harassment, discrimination, abuse, and governance matters. We also provide representation on general civil litigation matters, including employment and business disputes of all sizes. Durant Barristers founder Aaron Durant also provides mediation and arbitration services to assist in managing disputes in a timely and affordable manner. Durant Barristers has generously offered their best ever discount to fans and supporters of women's hockey. Mention the Rinkside Rundown podcast to, wait for it, receive 15% off all your accounts with Durant Barristers for the duration of your relationship with the firm. To learn more about Durant Barristers, visit www.durantbarristers.com. That's www.durantbarristers.com b a r r i s t e r s dot com. Thank you to Durant Barristers for sponsoring this episode. And now, back to the show. Perfect, because we're going to get into what this, what the, what your time with uh, Princeton meant to you uh, in just a moment. So I'm excited that you've kind of led into that. So that's Mm -hmm. fantastic. But let's start with. What made you choose princeton what was it about the princeton uh you know whether it was the campus or whether it was you know your opportunities like walk us through what went into that decision
1: yeah um so boneville is like not the biggest town like (laughs) it's especially growing up like now it's grown a lot since i was a kid but um it was basically my elementary school and then like cows cows and fields. <laughs> um, you don't think a lot about the Ivy League when you're from small town Canada. And when I started getting recruited, um, I was fortunate enough to visit Princeton. I think Brown and UConn and all those campuses are wonderful. And the staff were wonderful. And the facilities were amazing. But when I and this is so cliche, but when I visited Princeton's campus, I was just like, you you cannot find, and I'm completely biased, but I'm still right about it. You cannot find a more beautiful campus. It's gorgeous, like the old Gothic architecture, the orange and the black. Like you never think that's going to be your favorite color, but then you go to Princeton and it is. And so um, it really was the campus. And Cara Kara, Mori and Jeff Campersall was the head coach at the time where incredible people and super welcoming to my family. And I left there and I was like, mom, like, can I get a sweater? And she said, you're going to want one from every school you visit. But it just wasn't, it just wasn't the same. Um, It felt, it felt like I could spend a really great four years there. And um, I wasn't, I didn't commit right away or anything. There was still like some time in the recruiting process, but I was lucky enough to have gotten a call from Jeff Campersall little while later asking me to take a gap year and it was a wholehearted yes but let me go ask my mom first (laughs) Um, so it felt like a very natural fit and then the more I learned about the school um, I've always been a bit of a, a bookworm and so like the the academic piece of it was very important to me at the time. Professional woman hockey wasn't something you even thought about. And so um, I knew I wanted to get the most into my education with that experience. And I definitely knew that the number one ranked school in the U.S. would provide that for me. And so it was it was my first choice, hands down, from the moment I stepped on campus. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. People ask me and I'm still shocked that I got to do that and I'll forever be grateful for the opportunities and the experiences I got from attending there. Kara Mori has changed my life so I'm very grateful to her specifically for recruiting me.
0: So I mean that begs the question then could you tell us uh, expand a little bit on that unpack that a little bit what 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 impact did she have on your life?
1: I mean she so she reached out to I think at the end of grade 10 and the recruiting roles have changed a lot since then um She saw me play at a game in like provincials or something and emailed. Um, But she was just always super welcoming and super friendly. And um, her and Jeff were the ones that decided to take a chance on me when they had already committed a goalie from the same year Um, instead of like goal. Like there's only three, maybe four spots on the college team. And so usually you stagger the years people are and the birth years naturally are usually staggered, but they had committed a 1998 birth year goalie for I think it was 2016 entry and I would have been that year. And instead of moving on to a different goalie, they chose to ask me to take a gap year. Um, And then while I was at school, Kara Kara gave me every opportunity she could when it's goaltending is a difficult position. Like there's only one net. And if someone's playing really well and they're doing the best for the team and the team's confident in front of them, like you're not, necessarily going to get an opportunity, which is fine. Like you choose that position knowing that. Um, but when when there was chances to get me in the net, she gave me them. And when I did perform, she gave me more chances. And um, she also does a really good job, I think, of allowing you to like grow as a person. I think like college is very difficult. It's the first time you're away from your family, you're a young adult, like you're in these high pressure situations. And so she, I think she does a great job of helping kids navigate that without like too much handholding. Um, at least that was my experience. And then, yeah, even after school, like I'll get texts and calls about different opportunities, or if I have a question about playing professional hockey or coaching or, um, law school or whatever it is that I want to do or have an interest in, I'll reach out to her. And she usually has either a connection or some way of supporting me. And so I think, I think, um, I, I keep saying grateful and fortunate, but like having a a person who is willing to support you like that in your life is incredible. and I hope everyone gets that experience with their college coach.
0: All right. that was one heck of a profound answer. so I appreciate that absolutely. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I'm a chatter.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. That was fantastic. man that was that's like I think that's what this is and especially unfortunately at that point in your career, you assumed that this was likely the end, uh, like once you got, once you graduated from, uh, from college, you could play, uh, you know, overseas, but typically that would be the end of your career. So you also have to be balancing, you know, what's life outside of hockey like? So it must be, you know, it, to have somebody to be able to talk about both what you're doing now, but also what it must, uh, what it might look like moving forward must've been, you know, in something invaluable to you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Like she, college sports are very demanding on top of like a demanding academic schedule at Princeton, but she also allowed me to, and not that I was missing practice or anything like that, but she never discouraged me from exploring other extracurriculars either at the school. Like I held leadership positions in different clubs and I worked in on campus jobs sometimes or like tutored and, um, I don't know if I would have gotten that everywhere, but i am again, very grateful to her for allowing me the opportunity to participate in those because it just continued to, um, enrich my experience at school. And I think had a huge impact on who I am today. So good.
0: Okay. So, um, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but let's, let's speak about the on, so the on ice, on ice, um, impact of your time, in, uh, at Princeton is clear, absolutely with the connections, with the relationships that you've had with, um, how supportive, uh, the coaching staff was, what was the, what do you think the impact of, uh, your collegiate, or what do you think the impact was, uh, on the ice during your collegiate career?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I, I only played one game my freshman year. And so that was tough you, you go through, that's more like a mental battle, like, um, personal growth period, I would say. And then, um, unfortunately the goalie who was playing most of those games got concussed in preseason my sophomore year. And so it was kind of a sink or swim moment. And we had just hired a new goalie coach. So he was just getting to know me when this happened. And I hadn't played a game in almost a year or so. And we had this, we were playing The team that had just won nationals the year before for like the first game of the season and so it was a very high stress situation um and the only other goalie was also a first year and so for both of us it was like okay like you giddy up like we have to we have to navigate this somehow and he um his name's dan Gould, and i credit him to for almost everything when it comes to my ability to compete at a high level um as a goaltender he he helped me a lot with confidence, but on a skill and how to read the game. And, um, that was a really pivotal moment in my understanding and my development as a goaltender. Um, and I'm very grateful to him. And so after, after that situation kind of happened, our team did really well. I mentioned that the start, like we started, we went on the longest, I think unbeaten streak in program history. We tied a few games, but, um, because the goalie was injured, I played in a lot of that, um, and a lot of that time period and, um, grew, I think in confidence very quickly. And as a goalie, that's 90%, I would say of the game is mental. And, um, yeah, I, and then junior year, so sophomore year played a lot and then split time. And then junior year, I split time with, um, my goalie partner and then COVID happened. And then senior year, I started most of the minutes. And I think it was a very natural progression. And my goalie coach, as well as that kind of tandem environment where we were both very competitive, but supportive of each other is why I'm able to compete at a high level. I wouldn't be the same person or goalie without that. Um, It was kind of just like the perfect storm of like a, a high pressure, but supportive environment that allowed me to improve very quickly. So very, again, very lucky. I think a lot of it comes down to like serendipity, luck, you know, um, and then taking advantage of it when you have the opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's, it sounds like the your time in college was just absolutely like pivotal to you know where you're at now and and how you've been able to continue your career. Is that is that is that safe to assume?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they recruited Sarah Filia as the class behind me. So you don't get a player like that's a generational talent. If you get to play with someone like that, like that's going to push you to be better. Claire Thompson had a breakout season. It was her junior year, my sophomore year when I first started playing. So like when you're surrounded by people like that, it's very easy to improve quickly. It's very easy to believe you can do it too. And you kind of get that in this league now, like you're surrounded by people like Brian Jenner, or Savannah Harmon or Emerence Mashmire every day. Like you're going to, you're going to start, um improving. It's it's impossible. You have to try not to almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. So how would you uh how would you describe your maybe the uh the evolution of your uh your particular style of play? So where you started and then now kind of where you how you would assess your strengths uh when it comes to goaltending. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I would kind of look at it in like three or four stages. <laughs> like when you come out of college or you come into high school, you're just stopping the puck. Like, um, there wasn't a, i had great goaltending coaches for like what the environment was. They're unpaid. Like they're usually dads trying to just help you out. And like, you're just trying to get in front of the puck. There's not a lot of attention to detail there, <laughs> at least in my experience, it wasn't, um, And when Dan Gould was hired my sophomore year, I would say he started kind of providing me like a structure to fit that like athleticism into um, and started nailing down more like technical, technical discussions and tactical discussions. So like read the if, if the puck's on the outside wall, you can change your approach like this, like more strategy. We started discussing it and then a lot of it was like, okay, like stop standing so wide or like you can take more depth here kind of thing, like being a bit more strategic about what's happening. But I don't think, I don't think I really started looking at the game in a mature way until my senior year. I think the, like, it was like 500 days or something. Like I was off the ice because of COVID, not like never skating, but just like not at school. Um, it made me come back with like a, okay, like you might not feel great skating right now, but like, let's, let's read the play. So you just have to get to it. Like you don't have to do anything until they shoot the puck. So like, let's see what's happening. And that like mindset shift, um, really helped me improve. And then now it's more, I would, I don't I think Pierre does a phenomenal job of attention to detail but not in an overwhelming way so like now it's it's perfecting my stance and it's it's um really nailing down like tactical strategy or um let's try let's try implementing this and if it doesn't work we can discuss like it's very very small things you're talking about but they're very important details and that's really exciting i think that's why you keep playing because it's it's you kind of get nerdy about the details (laughs) once you start um, high performance. And I really enjoy that.
0: Well, that's something that we saw, or at least I saw during practice today where it felt as though, you know, I saw some, you you were, uh, he was showing you some uh, like post work and it looked like there was some like, you know, maybe it was, I I shouldn't put any words in your mouth because obviously I wasn't on the ice, but that it looked like there were some fine details that he was going through just about how to like, just maybe you know look at the puck a little bit differently is that kind of what you're what you're speaking about uh in that
1: yeah absolutely like you might be moving like it doesn't even look like you're shelf like skating at all but it's getting behind the puck quickly and setting your feet or minimizing other movements and things like that like it's not it doesn't look like you're doing anything. I think I think anyone who's not a goalie is like, I don't understand what's happening down there, but it's very important.
0: <laughs> L- listen, I, I've I've played goaltender uh, on ice exactly one time, and I've shared the story before, but I will share it again. Where I went into a butterfly, and that's how I played the rest of the game because I yeah. could not, for the life of me, get out of that butterfly position, <laughs> regardless of how hard, hard I tried. So that's exactly I was. I had to be very athletic because once you're down. Now there's a lot of net behind you that's always exposed. (laughs) Um, So I absolutely understand that, like, sometimes it's like, you know, you don't really really realize that it isn't just about stopping the puck. It's about those little details. And it really feels as though there's a great relationship between you and Gru to be able to continue to, uh, you know, refining those skill sets for you. And especially now, as you had mentioned, having that time right now to be able to to have him one on one must be absolutely uh, an incredible experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like he's a phenomenal goalie coach with like extensive, extensive experience, and to be able to pick his brain and talk to him on the ice every day is amazing.
0: Good. Uh, So before I continue. I always like to pause and just say, Rachel, thank you so much. This means so much to be able to connect with you. We've been chatting for a little bit of time to be able to make this work. And you literally rushed from practice to be able to make this happen. And I just want to say thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being able to uh, hop on the podcast today. Uh, hang out with me, chat a little bit about uh, your experiences, you, you, this, uh, this means a lot to me. So thank you so much.
1: Mm, of course. Thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Um, we are going to now move into, uh, you know, it makes sense. We're telling a story here. The next thing is, uh, you know, let's talk about the the Riveters. So during your time in the PHF, um, you played for the Metropolitan Riveters. So first off, what was it like to sign your first professional
1: yeah it was awesome I mean you you do this for so long for free or you're doing it for your education and to get a bi-weekly paycheck to play hockey is it was just like you I never would have guessed it I did never planned on that being like my first job in a college and so it was just it was crazy (laughs) I couldn't believe it
0: And I know that it's a bit of a small sample size. Uh, I believe you played eight games with them during that season, but could you tell me a little bit more about overall, what was that experience like both on and off the ice?
1: Yeah. The people in that organization were phenomenal. Venla is an amazing coach. And I know everyone did like the best they could with what they had. Um, And the team was awesome. I really loved the girls on it. It was a tough season for me personally, because I got hurt, um, and didn't play for i think 4 months or so and so um that was like a bit of a rough first season at a college and i didn't know if i was going to get another one and um what that would look like and so i i um i had a lot of i had a lot of fun when i was around the girls and then obviously rehabbing an injury is a lot of work and, but the team was awesome with it and the, and the people who I had helping me do that were really phenomenal. And so I was able to get back for a few games right at the end of the season. And then unfortunately we didn't make playoffs. And so it was, it was a tough season for me, but it was awesome being around the people. And now
0: a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by sports nutritionist, Melissa Bifunos of MB Performance Nutrition. As a former competitive hockey player-turned-nutritionist, Melissa's mission is to help the next generation of hockey players optimize their health and diets so they can perform their best on and off the ice. Ready to dominate on the ice? Melissa's new course, The Hockey Nutrition Blueprint, is opening soon. If you're serious about learning how nutrition can impact performance, and building actionable nutrition strategies based on your unique needs as an elite hockey player, get on the wait list today. Learn more and sign up at melissabufunos.com slash course. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-B-O-U-F-O-U-N-O-S dot com slash course. Thank you to Melissa Bufunos for sponsoring this episode. And now back to the show do, do you mind if I ask a little bit more about the uh, the injury and what it was like to to rehab back from that injury
1: um yeah go ahead
0: yeah Would well, tell us a little bit more about what happened <laughs> and then yeah. um and then what was it like obviously the rehab like it, it it's obviously never super easy mm-hmm. but what uh what was that process like more uh, probably more mentally like, like to, to not be with, you know, on the ice all the time, like you were so used to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I got her, I think it was November and quickly was able to get like an MRI and talk to a doctor and it was decided that, um, surgery was required to fix it. And so, um, got into that as soon as possible in order to like start the rehab process but for I had about two weeks I think in between figuring out what the injury was and when the surgery was and so I was able to do a bit of prehab which I think really sped up the post-op rehab like process um and then that that was good I mean the it was meniscus and so if you know anything about that it's a very simple surgery but as surgeries go, like you kind of walk out and you can't run for a few weeks, but it's more just about getting like the swelling and the fluid end of the knee joint. So it's not like as injuries go, it's not the worst one ever. It was just really poor timing in the middle of the season. And obviously like I was really excited to play and I had played quite a bit leading up to the injury. And so it was, it was really, I was really bummed to um, spend my time like that, but it it happens when, especially when you're a high performance athlete or professional athlete, like injuries happen. And so I think just staying positive and focusing on like what you can do today to be better, like that's consistent, whether you're playing or not, whether, whether you're playing or you're injured, like that's the approach you have, you know, it's like, what does my body need right now? What do I need to win? Like this moment is something we talk about a lot, especially this season. I think that was my approach to get back. And I was able to, um, Play a few games at the end of the season. Thankfully, I wasn't sure if I was able to, but I did. Um, so that was good.
0: That's and and that's really good advice to be able to kind of ensure that you bounce back and and don't dwell necessarily on the injury, but uh, maybe some of those things that you've learned off the ice about you, about your game, and um, you know, it doesn't always necessarily just have to be on ice to be able to be successful. It also yeah. balances out uh, off ice and being able to watch games or watch. You know, maybe some of your you know previous games to kind of uh, gain a little bit more insight in terms of some of the things you can should continue doing, but also some of those things where it's like I probably shouldn't do that next time. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely, I feel like you. Yeah. Um, we aren't going to dwell too much on the fact that unfortunately, obviously, the PHF uh, folded, but we will spend some time now talking about the PWHL, which took over from the PHF. Mm-hmm. Um, So, first of all, before we get into specifically your time now with Ottawa, um, could you just, like, what does the PWHL, so far this season, you know, Ottawa is now seven games in. um, You've seen, obviously, the reception across the league from every city, all six cities. What does it mean to have a league now like the PWHL?
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing i think especially in ottawa um we haven't had a lot of road games yet but the connection like just how engaged the fans are and how much they want to be there and they want to be cheering and they don't even just care about the game like people love like the walk-in fits they love the social media content um Ottawa is such a small town that like sometimes you get picked out like on the street and they're like, do you play for, and I'm like, this is, this is so incredible for women's hockey. I think everyone's just been waiting for, especially in Canadian markets for a sport or an event like this to throw their support behind. And it's so refreshing to see. Um, and I think the league has just done a great job in such a short period of time of like making it, very pro like it feels very professional and there are obviously like some mishaps sometimes but then they're taken care of very quickly and they pivot and um i'm just very impressed with with all that's been accomplished in such a short period of time i mean the battle on bay street like that's incredible and i think montreal still has a game where they could sell even more like i don't know it's it's just it's a dream come true for everyone who's ever liked hockey or or women or sports in general
0: (laughs) absolutely and i would say you know uh it's one of the things that a lot of people had said was when the 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 cities were announced it was like why why a place like ottawa like uh, ottawa for a lot of people wasn't a standout uh in terms of um or known for being so supportive of women's hockey Mm -hmm. um so welcoming of women's hockey but it sounds like That's the, this this is exactly why Ottawa was chosen. Yeah. And I feel as though you're kind of experiencing that. Is that, is that fair to assume?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Like from before training camp, I was, I was in Ottawa, moved in like two weeks early and I had a hockey bag and I was putting it in my car, just on the street, Somerset between Somerset near bank, if that's helpful for anyone who's listening from Ottawa and some, a woman walked by and she's like, do you play on the team? And at the time I was obviously just a free agent invited to camp, but like from the moment this team was announced, I think the city was excited to, to just throw everything behind it. And, and you feel that during the games, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's tough. You were actually uh, sharing it, Just during that story, I started getting emotional because, you know, I grew up in the area, um, you're not far, you, you, you're not from far from the area. Um, and that's, that's what the city's all about. And the city loves hockey. The city loves, especially women's hockey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel it day in and day out, whether you're on the ice or whether you're not, whether you're literally just walking in to the game with those walk-ins, like you said, man, those, those social media posts, they, they are straight up fire, they, <laughs> Absolutely light up every time you see some, like there's the social media like you know Twitter ignites
1: mm-hmm. once you
0: see or Instagram ignites once you see those um mm-hmm. those walk in videos or those behind the scenes videos especially with Lando I know Lando yeah. was <laughs> yeah um so I, I feel like this might be a great uh, opportunity have you had a chance to chat with uh with Lando and give him maybe a treat or two
1: yes yeah he he dragged his slobber all over me <laughs> with a ball one day, but it's okay. He's cute. He can get away. With
0: it. Yeah, yeah. 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 You'll give, you'll give him a pass on that one. <laughs> um, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you, you came to Ottawa as a free agent camp invitee. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about before we get into actually signing with the team, but just what was that experience like uh, coming in as a free agent You know what was what were you thinking all that sort of stuff
1: yeah um I think I had signed another year in the PHF and so when everything was announced it was kind of like I don't know what's gonna happen um and I'm a planner and I'm very type A so that was a very stressful situation to be in but when the markets were announced I am because my family was moving out towards Ottawa even closer I knew. I really wanted to, if I, if I had a chance, I would love to play in this market. It feels very much like home. My um, my grandma's 96 and she lived in Ottawa forever and hasn't seen me play a game um, in years. And so that was very special to me and, and was lucky enough to get an invite. And so it was kind of like, you have nothing to lose. Like just prepare yourself as much as you can. So you don't feel like, so I, I, I wanted to feel like, I left it all on the table. And so whether or not I was offered a contract, I was happy with what I did and who I was at camp and what I showed I was capable of. And um, I thought it would work out if it was meant to work out. And I was lucky enough to be offered a contract. I don't know. I don't know how, but yeah, I think it's awesome. And then you just have to continue making the most of it.
0: Absolutely. And and I, before, you know, I think it's important to be able to take a moment to, to highlight this. Have you had a family be able to attend some of the games and um, and to be able to see the, the product on the ice so far?
1: Yes. Yeah. And they, they absolutely love it. I think I had, I think, 11 people at the last game. It was my parents and some of their friends and um, my cousin and just, yeah, people people love it my mom works um at the hospitals in perth and smith falls and the a lot of the other nurses there have kids who play hockey and they're just like over the moon about it and they are always asking questions and talk, my mom like yeah my mom's over the moon that she gets to talk about it so much to people
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm finding it difficult not to just smile this entire time uh yes. because it's those stories like that's what this is all about like it's don't get me wrong. Like this moment is incredible for all of you. And you're, and I'm so happy for yourself and all those other athletes, but it also like, when you think about, when you look up in the stands, you see those signs, you see those yeah. young girls who are, you know, like that's, this is, this is, they, they say it's cliched, but they say, it's not a, it's not a moment. It's a movement. And yeah. it really does feel like it. And did, did it, you it, feel that same way?
1: Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think it's incredible, the young girls in this area, like, and I could just imagine like myself as a kid, if I had this to watch, like how different, I don't know if it would be entirely different for me, but for my teammates and things like that, or, or the access to resources and like the, the emphasis on like coach development and stuff would have been completely different. I think if this league had been in place 20 years ago, like, um yeah i just i think it's gonna change a lot in the women's game for the better and i'm really excited to see what what it looks like another 20 years from now it's
0: yeah oh that yeah that that my heart i felt my heart flutter there for a moment so i'm i'm excited as well absolutely um what, so you signed with Ottawa, which congratulations on being able to snag that deal and, and it's well deserved. You, you know, you, you showed up really well during camp. Um, Obviously your numbers previous to camp were great. Um And it's also great because you're, like you've said, you're playing close to home. So this must mean a lot to you. What do you, when you look at this team now, obviously at that point, you didn't necessarily know exactly how this team was going to um, line up, but now that you do, what you know, what are what have you liked about the team specifically, both on and off the ice?
1: Um, I love how humble and hardworking everyone is. I don't know how Mike and Carla did it, especially with like not knowing. It's a, it's compl- everyone's brand new to the team. But every single person is so genuine and authentic and caring. And I know everyone's going to say that about their teammates, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a very special group and and especially special in the way that we've bought into like what Carla's trying to shape for this team. It's it feels very special and I'm excited to start seeing it um, come to life or continue to come to life throughout the season.
0: Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. This is one of those, like, you know, obviously, you know, maybe we're both a little bit biased in terms of, uh, you know, teams, but I would say, you know, this, this, there's something special about this team. And I think one of the things that they really focused on was it's not just about with all due respect, like the, the big names, the big, big names, it's about Mm -hmm. like, what kind of chemistry can we create? And sometimes that chemistry involves, you know, maybe looking uh, more European, maybe looking—it isn't necessarily just Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's getting that really good mix, and it feels as though, at least from the outside, that's something that's uh, that, that that somehow, like you said, somehow I don't know how, mm-hmm. but they were able to 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 meld those all those different pieces together and create something super special that mm-hmm. fans are feeling. That fans love this.
1: Yeah, I think Mike and Carla are some of the smartest people I've ever met. And so they definitely they know what they're doing. I might not (laughs) I might not know what they did to do this, (laughs) but they know what they're doing. And I do think the diversity that comes with the team is really special and and really phenomenal for the game in general. And um, I know like I felt I didn't know any I don't think I played with anyone. Oh, no, Um, I didn't I hadn't played with anyone in a really long time. coming to camp. And I felt welcomed right away. And I think that's not always going to be your experience. It's a, it's hard to feel like that when you're in, surrounded by strangers. But yeah, I, I, lo- I loved my experience at camp. And that's a very high stress environment. So to be able to like get out of it and say that I think is very impressive.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I can only imagine. I've never been there, but I can only imagine um, what that must have felt like. So uh, once again, congratulations on getting that contract. It was well-deserved. What's it been like to be working alongside uh, your goaltending partners in both Mashmire and Abstrider?
1: So much fun and like so incredible. They're both so talented and um, hilarious too. Like we get along really well. And so I don't know, I've just like Like Sandy, Sandy's one of my good friends now. And, and MASH has been someone I've looked up to forever, like since I started watching women's hockey. And so I think it's, I'm very grateful that I have a great relationship with both of them.
0: Yeah. They're both incredible people and, and it must, like, what are some of the things that you've been able to learn from them or, you know, are you spending a lot of time kind of picking their brain or is it just more about just creating that, uh, camaraderie between the three of you.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's a balance of both. Um, we all play pretty different styles. And so it's fun to like break things down and like see what works for them. That like, like I'm never going to be able to get across the crease as quickly as mash does, or I'm never going to be like six feet tall, like Sandy is. And so to like, see how they play hockey and what works for them and try to see if it works for me or maybe what I do that. They like like that's really fun. And um, I know the camaraderie piece is huge, though, like you want everyone feeling happy and confident. And I think it's fun, fun to see. I know with MASH specifically, like her patience and professionalism and everything she does is something I would love I would love to have. And I think that comes with a lot of experience as well. So I try to give myself grace when I'm like, why can't I be like mash? But um, yeah, she, and she's so competitive. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a goalie so technically sound, but also athletic. It's so impressive. If you, if you ever get to hear me watch a game, half the time I'm saying, Oh, she's so good.
0: (laughs) Uh, You wouldn't be the only one who's saying that. So that's, that's for sure. I, I want it. I want it uh, there's no easy way to ask this question, but I want to ask, you know, uh, Abstrider, she started, uh, she started her first game of the season. She went out, she was injured. And then now you're brought in as the backup. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what was that? What, what was going through your head in that moment? Um, yeah, what we, let, let's just start with what was going through your head. What, what were you thinking in that moment?
1: Um, do I have to get dressed? And then I wasn't sure if I had to get dressed. And so I was like, running around the dressing room, getting people snacks. And my equipment manager came up and she's like, Rachel, you have to go get dressed now. And I was like, okay, perfect. Um, I don't, I'm again, I felt really awful for Sandy. That's you never want to see anyone get hurt like that. Um, and so my main concern was if she was okay. And then um, you kind of just have to take it like next step, like next step was getting um my gear on and taking my earrings out (laughs) um I guess I don't think I had to swing the door that game but then your role is just to like make sure the girls are feeling good and that you're ready if anything happens and so it was it was fun I enjoy I enjoy um that role so um it was exciting but I was I was very worried about Sandy so
0: and now a word from our sponsor I would like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League copyright NHL 2023 all rights reserved and now back to the show yeah and it's it's great to know that like obviously AppsRider uh, she's back she's good she's healthy everything's good but um, all obviously it must have been uh, you know uh, an opportunity unfortunately it's those sorts of situations in which you're, it's a bittersweet moment where you both are absolutely like you've said you know, upset about your teammate being injured, but also this is now an opportunity for you to potentially step into that role and to, to, to finally get into some games. So that must've been running through your head as well.
1: Yeah. The girls were so sweet too, because I was a bit overwhelmed. And so they kind of helped me like make sure my skates were like ready to get tied, (laughs) like help me go get my pads and stuff. So it was good. It was, it was fun.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and speaking of those pads, You recently unveiled, uh, some new gear
1: yes. (laughs)
0: and, uh, let's be honest, it, uh, I don't know if you saw it, I hope you did, Mm -hmm. um, but it absolutely, uh, caught fire on social media. Um, could you, there was a lot of enthusiasm behind how incredible your, your setup is now. Mm -hmm. Could you walk us through, like, what was the inspiration behind that? And then also, um, your helmet is still white. Is that the plan Mm -hmm. long-term?
1: No, (laughs) no, it's not. I'm working on it. Um, It's been partly, yeah, there's been some road bumps, but a lot of it is I'm a bit indecisive and I wanted to see what my pads looked like in person so I could get kind of the whole kit um, together and looking like cohesive. (laughs) I I love designing the equipment. Um, So for these ones, I wanted to do something a bit more retro because my last two pads have been very like graphic and modern. I don't know if you've seen them, but um, the riveters pads were based top gun Maverick came out the summer I signed that contract. And so, um, Maverick's helmet or the ribs, like third logo was more like industrial, like kind of air force looking. And so I went with like the, uh, and obviously like riveters, like the riv the, um, rivets.
0: Yeah, like
1: steel? Yeah. yeah and yeah. so I kind of played off of that and I used Maverick's helmet that was what like the lines and the shape was and why Riveters was written on it because his says Maverick like that and so and the pads before that had like two giant tigers on them like they were so obnoxious and I love them and so I thought instead of doing something like modern and graphic I would do something more retro and I was bouncing ideas off of um, the guy I work with at Brian's Brad Johnson and he was like he came to me one day cause I had a few checkerboard options up and I think like a houndstooth option happening. And he was like, why don't you just do a throwback Trevor kid? And Trevor kid was like the OG Brian's custom pads guy. Like he made checkerboard a thing. Like he had those like original flames, Calgary flames pads with the flames on them. Like so sick. Um, I, I strive to be that creative with my equipment and I was like, this makes so much sense. Like we don't have logos or team names yet. And so like, why not do like do an ode to um, someone who's been really awesome with their equipment and really impressive in their career. And so um, it felt like a natural fit. And I just switched it from like black to the silver that matches our colors. And I think they're awesome. I I love that they're different. um, And I love that they're a little bit of a throwback. And I hope um, when my helmet, Gets done, you're gonna love that too.
0: <laughs> well, now uh, considering how incredible the kit looks so far, uh, I, I promise you, myself as well as many, many other fans, cannot wait for the moment that we get that video that's subtly dropped on social media <laughs> uh, uh, from your from your new uh, from your new uh, your new helmet. Uh, it's it's. I hope that soon. Because uh, especially now that the rest of your kit is in, unveiled, people are clamoring at the bit to be able to see what the comic will look like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to disappoint, so I'll, I'll make sure I get, put my phone the gas there.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Fantastic. Um, we're going to now move into a, the last segment of today's uh, episode. And that's, that's, a, that's a fun game of 20 questions, which in this case, I've expanded to like seven. Um, so, um, there's a little bit of hockey stuff. There's a little bit of not hockey stuff, just an opportunity for me to get to know you, but also the fans to be able to get to know you a little bit more, both on and off the ice. How does that sound? Sounds great. Perfect. Let's go. I mean, they probably saw this coming a mile away, but, uh, what's your, what's your go to pregame meal
1: meal? Um, whatever is made for me. I like breakfast um i like salmon those those are my favorites
0: is there a specific like uh, and this doesn't count as one of my questions um is there a specific like do you like uh you know maybe it's a bagel cream cheese some uh salmon on there like what 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 what's how do you combine those two in mm-hmm. breakfast and salmon?
1: either either salmon and rice or like bacon and eggs like the other. yeah.
0: Okay. How do you take your eggs? Again, not one of my seven questions.
1: <laughs> I like them. Scr- well, my favorite is poached, but for pregame meal, I would do scramble. Oh yeah. Okay. I
0: I, I ask this question, and every time I find myself uh, my now I'm very hungry. Um. So um. What uh, or do you rather have any game day superstitions or mm. rituals?
1: Mm. No, I try to stay away from superstitions because I. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> um, I do I do like to play keep up. That's something that's very consistent um, in my routine.
0: Interesting because goaltending is always, they always say goaltenders are a little bit more quirky than the rest of us.
1: So yeah.
0: if, <laughs> I'm surprised to hear you don't have a, a game day superstition or ritual, but that's, yeah. that's...
1: I have to be different, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I want to know, when you're like okay i gotta go to the gym or i gotta go to uh practice or you know it's a game game day or whatever what's what's a go-to pump up uh music for you
1: (laughs) um lately murder on the dance floor big saltburn fan
0: (laughs) wow Um, wasn't expecting that that's a good answer that was a good answer
1: i love throwback throwback music like 80s 90s um yeah
0: well, you'd mentioned that you enjoy a, a good throwback with your with your kids, so it only makes sense that your throwback would carry over to your uh, your music taste.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. Has that has that always been uh, your uh, like? Have you always, even in your collegiate career, enjoyed that the throwbacks?
1: Um, it kind of changes. I liked rap music when I was younger, but that's just not. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah. And- then it more like pop kind of, but I don't know, like ABBA has been consistent, <laughs> um, old school Eminem that I love him. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that is fun. I find.
0: Um, again, another question that won't, I sh- now I feel like I'm actually asking you 20 questions, um, <laughs> in the, in the dressing room, let's bring let's bring everyone into the dressing room for a moment and ask, mm-hmm. is there a, like, is someone in charge of music in there? Is there no music? What's it like in the dressing room?
1: Um, I'm, I'm frequently on music, but it, t- whoever like wants it takes it. So it's kind of fun to switch it up sometimes, but I'm, I'm often the one playing music.
0: Okay. So what was it? Was it throwbacks for the, uh, for your last time, uh, behind the turntable, so to speak?
1: No, it was more like dance, dance remixes, change it up. I do throwbacks a lot. So I try to mix it up every once in a while.
0: Yeah. you got to keep everyone on a toes. I get that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't playing hockey, what would you be doing?
1: Um, I would be in law school, I think.
0: Okay. Uh, career, what specifically in law would you be, would you be hoping to strive towards?
1: Um, family law, like adoption, separation cases is what got me interested in it. But I think it will depend what I enjoy studying. Um, I could also see myself wanting to be like a sports agent or something like that. So I think it really depends. I like to kind of see, I like to get places and then see what works for me. You know?
0: Yeah, That's fair. I love it. Um, if you're just relaxing, how do you unwind?
1: I like to read, um, and listen to music.
0: Okay. What are you, uh, what are you reading right now?
1: The secret history by I think Donna Hart. It's, it's a fiction novel, um, kind of like darker, darker, satirical
0: humor. Okay. Okay. Great. Fantastic. What's something that a more casual fan of you might not know about
1: you? Ooh, um, a more casual fan may probably that I like to read (laughs) or, um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't have a good answer.
0: Do you have, do you have a library, like a, like a, like a wall full of books?
1: No, but you're sitting on a stack of books about this. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Fantastic. That's (laughs) that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, So, so is it like, do you like, what kind of movies would you say that you're into? What kind of, like, do you watch many movies, Uh, Mm -hmm. music you've shared that you were kind of a throwback kind of person, those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I, I love Ten Things I Hate About You. That's my all time favorite. Um yeah, I Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I think the other one is called. Um, but I love rom com. Those are hilarious. Um yeah, it just depends. Depends on the mood. I like everything. I I love to watch terrible movies too, like Sharknado is one of my all time favorites. What, I wasn't expecting that. Terrible. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> like, What terrible media to consume. But yeah, yeah. It's,
0: so it's always nice to balance out the really, really profound and yeah. impactful, uh, you know, media. And then just like turn your yeah. mind off and just watch something silly.
1: Yeah, you got to keep it light sometime, you know.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and last but not least... What do you miss most? I mean, this is maybe a silly question because you're basically at home, but what do you miss most about being back home?
1: My mom um, cooking and doing my laundry. <laughs>
0: The first part of that, I was like, that's not surprising. I was like, I wasn't expecting also the second half, but that's fair. Laundry sucks. No one likes doing laundry.
1: <laughs> Sometimes she like would fold it too. <laughs> <laughs> she treated you so well. Yeah, she blessed me a lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You can invite her over anytime. That's fine. Um, <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, well, uh, Rachel, I just want to say once again, this has been so much fun. Mm-hmm. I owe you a big thank you uh today's been a busy day for you but again you still took the time to hang out with me chat uh we went way longer than i said that i would with you and you're still laughing you're still having a good time so that's great um but yeah you've just been so incredible and and this has been so much fun so thank you so much
1: yeah it's been great to meet you thank you for doing this and and for taking the time to talk to me too i appreciate it thank you
0: I promise you, anytime you want to, you are more than welcome back to the
1: show. Well, I told you I was a chatter. You don't want to offer that to me. No,
0: I will. I will. I will, because everyone's going to enjoy this just as much as I did. So uh, absolutely, uh, you can be a recurring guest anytime you <laughs> like. Okay. Okay.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And there you have it, folks. For Rachel McQuig, I'm Chris Sinclair, and this has been uh, the latest episode of of the Rinkside Rundown podcast. Cheers.